0: Here it is!
1: From deep inside your audio device of choice.
0: And from all over the place, starting out in London, ending up in Chicago. How? Volume! Ladies and gentlemen, it's um, just past the anniversary date of the start of this program, entering our 36th year of disservice to the community. No better way than to uh, look back in rancor at the year that's uh, fast coming to a close on our calendar. Thank you. Uh, It's uh, been a year filled with uh, uh, many people in and out of the news industry have said publicly to their uh, enduring credit, too much news, the year of too much news. What that really means is that uh, a president who's... Unspoken, but uh, faithfully maintained platform for this first term has been made you look, made you look. And we did. And I think he's running on the same platform again, by all accounts, by all evidence. So uh, this will be a review of a year in which we did. We were made to look. But there are other things to remember, too. Ask Prince Andrew.
2: I, I admit fully that, 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 that my judgment was probably colored by my um, tendency to be too honorable, but that's just the way it is. Anyway, welcome to... Reeling in the year: 2019, the year in rebuke.
0: From Streaming Media City in Hollywood, welcome to the game all America is afraid to play.
1: Dish the
0: dirt. And here are the stars of the show, Melania Trump, and a man who calls himself your favorite president, Don Trump. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And he doesn't mean Don Jr. either, although he's a wonderful kid. What is he now, 47? And of course, you've all met the lovely Melania. Don't worry, she's here to look at, not to listen to. It's a terrific accent, but we don't have all night, I can tell you that. We do have all week to meet our three contestants. Each of them is from a different foreign country. Each one has secret information, he or she, but there are no women, so we see we don't have to be all PC about it. Secret information he wants to share with me, but only one of them gets to share it. And that's where you come in. We're going to have a different competition every night. Tonight, it's talent. Tomorrow, the interview by two former CIA agents who don't work for the fake news. On Wednesday, the swimsuit competition. And on Thursday, each one will cook his national specialty in under five minutes. And then on Friday, we open the phones here at Dish the Dirt. And you at home, as well as the studio audience, here in the studio, get to vote, not in some contest the Democrats are still trying to rig, but in a good old-fashioned television election. There's nothing better. But believe me, if I read any more off this prompter right now, I'm going to get carsick. (laughs) And that's not nice. So let's get right to tonight's round. It's the talent competition. Nothing I love more than talent. First up, a contestant from the government of Russia, which I can tell you is not a hoax. And you know I'm going to be tough on him because nobody's tougher on the Russians. So let's try to listen to him perform his version of a Beatles classic. Welcome to the stage. Even looks Russian with that hat. Nikolai Kirchov.
1: Thank you. Spasibo. Listen. I got a little secret.
0: Not about your new opponent
3: Oh, maybe it is I've known a secret Since the first of May Information
0: came my way Don't worry You'll never know the source
3: Check you Thank you, of
1: course. Thank you.
0: Nikolai Kirchhoff. I call him Tricky Nicky. It doesn't mean I won't listen to his secret information if you vote for him on Friday. Now, here's the deal. If you turn the channel to watch the Democrat convention, you'll not only be bored out of your skin, believe me, you'll miss our next contestant. He's with the Chinese government. I may listen to his information. That doesn't mean I'm going to buy his 5G equipment. But here he is doing a Doris Day favorite, Wen Hung Lee.
4: Thank you.
2: Thank you. Once I knew a secret thing that I only really yearned to tell Oh too soon my secret thing would satisfy you are to err couldn't shout it From the hill, or oh dear Or I'd spend my remaining days in jail At rest, your vote I want to score So Everything is secret some more. Thank you.
0: Yeah. He says when. I say, that's up to the audience. <laughs> now, I, I do have to read another thing. Just the rules for the show. The winner gets to tell me his secret information, and that compiles and complies with the rules of this program and all the laws of the United States, and that's according to the attorney general. A great attorney general, so you can take that to the bank. At least Deutsche Bank. (laughs) Okay, enough reading. It's not all it's cracked up to be, I can tell you that. Our third, and he's the final contestant, so you want to stay right here for this. I know him a little bit. I met him at an embassy party, very amusing young man. So his talent is a comedy routine which is great because laughter, like they say, is the bread of life. He's from Norway. Please welcome Erik Bakken. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. How are you all doing? (laughs) You know, this isn't my first reality show. No, I was a uh, semi-finalist on the Norwegian version of So You Think You Can Dance. I didn't win the dancing part, but I killed at the thinking.
0: (laughs) You know, I'm here because my government has secret information it wants to share with Mr. Trump here. Uh, My wife's really good at keeping secrets, Uh, like where she hung my pants. (laughs) Uh, But, but you know, uh, these days it's hard to keep some things uh, secret or, or confidential. Facebook and Google, they say they follow you everywhere. I guess it's true. Last night I had a dream that I cut myself shaving. Uh, This morning I woke up, my email had an ad for (laughs) Band-Aids. You know, I'm Norwegian, but I've been serving in this country so long now, I feel like I'm uh, becoming more American. (laughs) Thank you, no, really, I, I went to a Mexican restaurant the other day. I didn't eat anything, but I gave them $20 anyway, just to help pay for the wall. Thank you. Good night. (laughs) Eric Bakken. Eric Bakken. I don't know. Is he barking up the wrong tree? You decide. Tomorrow night, it's the interrogation round. It's like my administration and the Democrats, except this isn't a do-over. Thanks to Melania for showing our contestants on and off the stage. Didn't see something? So they're telling me it's time to get off. So join me tomorrow when our three contestants try once again to... Dish the dirt. Thank you. Believe me. Good night. It's the Dirt is a trumpality production. This is Le show, and we're looking back at 2019, a year when a lot of people clearly felt freer than ever to say what was really on their minds. Not just Prince Andrew. Take just two examples from this week. First, (laughs) President Trump.
4: We have a situation where we're looking very strongly at sinks and showers and other elements of bathrooms where uh, you turn the faucet on in areas where there's tremendous amounts of water, where the water rushes out to sea because you could never handle it, and you don't get any water. You turn on the faucet, you don't get any water. They take a shower and water comes dripping out It's dripping out, very quietly dripping out. People are flushing toilets 10 times, 15 times, as opposed to once. They end up using more water. So EPA is looking at that very strongly, at my suggestion. Uh, You go into a new building or a new house or a new home, and they have standards on where you don't get water. You You can't wash your hands, practically. There's so little water comes out of the faucet. And the end result is you leave the faucet on and it takes you much longer to wash your hands. You end up using the same amount of water.
0: Now, to be fair, and you know me, I'm, if anything, a little too fair. He was uh, in a meeting with uh, business folks talking about the need to relax uh, EPA regulations. So there was at least the, the scint- a scintilla of context to those remarks. It's harder to find them in these remarks this week by President, <laughs> President Trump's most likely competitor, judging by the polls at this point, former Vice President Biden. First African-American state senator in the state of, in the state of Delaware.
4: Everything about... And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand... And it get hot, I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn that, 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 that turned uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back
0: up again. they look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. So there's our choice, ladies and gentlemen. Toilets versus leg hair. By the way, um, I have very hairy legs. No, um, we continue now
2: with...
3: In the year. 2019,
2: the year in rebuke.
0: Hey guys, it's Anna Buckholz, with another edition of my favorite podcast, mine, The Entrepod for would-be entrepreneurs and for people who want to be one. And we're doing this podcast from about a 1,000 miles away from my parents' house. We're on podcast row at the biggest electronics extravaganza in the world, the Consumer Electronics Show (laughs) in Las Vegas. I'm right between Joe Rogan and the Motley Fool, so you you can imagine my excitement. (laughs) I know I can. And as usual, we're brought to you with help from our friends at gulag.com. Most intensive way to learn a new language, five short weeks, and you're talking like an inmate. And scooched into our little booth here at the CES in Las Vegas, I like saying that, are two guests sharing one microphone. But it's Vegas, right? Corey Scabbard is the CEO of a startup that if it isn't exactly setting the world on fire, sure isn't the fire department either. <laughs> it's E-Groom Concepts. Mm-hmm. Corey, when I first saw your social media stuff, I thought it was legroom and somebody dropped the L. Yeah, I haven't ever heard that before. <laughs> Seriously, that's why in our second round of funding, we put the hyphen in the name and uh, retrademarked it. Well, that's pretty nimble right there. Thanks. Uh, we're working in a very AI-intensive space, mm-hmm. uh, so honestly, we should have been able to predict it in the first place. But- well, we're at the CES show, mm-hmm. and the two buzzwords this year, everybody says, are 5G... And AI, so I guess you're AI, not 5G, or...
2: Well, Adam, you know that to achieve
0: uh, AI-level bandwidth, we have to be working in a 5G universe. But yes, we are an AI-focused property, and within that, we're laser-focused on personal grooming. Ah, and that would be the groom and e-groom? Crunch. Okay, but excepting for haircuts or hairstyles, most people... uh, kind of groom themselves isn't it yeah if you're talking about a pre-disruption life space which we aren't Ah. imagine if you could press a button on your phone or other device Uh and a smart toothbrush loaded up with your favorite toothpaste and gave you a dentist quality brushing while you sat on the toilet anywhere checking Mm. your stocks or your scores okay okay i'm imagining that great so did we the difference is We're making it happen, Ah. along with self-shaving shavers, Mm. self-applying lipstick. So you're making everything in what we might call the vanity space smart?
2: Mm. More like brilliant.
0: Well, I have to admit something, Corey. Mm -hmm. I don't like to take my phone into the bathroom. I'm afraid I'll drop it in the sink, and then, you know. Right. Hello, Genius Bar. Goodbye afternoon. (laughs) Money. (laughs) Well, every eGroom product, the ones we've actually made Mm -hmm. as well as the ones in Mm pre-prototype, Have a timer. Set it in the dining room. Time to walk over to the other room and pick up the smart grooming device. Great grooming one, problem zero. Game. <laughs> and the AI learns everything about your face and your teeth and everything. Mm-hmm. Does, uh, does all that data stay in the device? It could, depending on what partnerships we're able to make this weekend. <laughs> I'll copy that. And sitting right next to you with her own amazing startup on display here in Las Vegas is uh, Natalie
5: Woodcock.
3: Hi, Adam. Hey, Corey.
5: Natalie, we were talking before we started talking, Mm -hmm. and you said the whole sleep space is going through a great awakening.
0: I I hope that's in your social stack.
3: It's in everything I do or say, Mm. because it happens to be really true. Think about all the different companies selling new takes on the old familiar mattress. You're selling online, on podcasts.
0: Yeah, yeah. We had to turn one down as a sponsor. Mm. <laughs> it, it gave
3: me a fierce backache. And then think about the guy who sort of owns the pillow space right about now. Yeah, right? yeah. Who thought pillows were hot? I know, but that, that, that sounds a little uncomfortable. So, what's left? Well, sleeping on your back so your face doesn't... Sheets. But, Adam, let's be honest. Mm. Sheets have always been... A second-tier sleep item. You obsess about your mattress. You check out different pillow fillings.
5: Well, I don't, but my mom sure does. And
3: then, oh, yeah, some sheets. Mm. But,
0: Natalie, mm-hmm. we're, we're starting to run out of time, and they need the booth for Jim and Mike's Bottom of the Barrel sports
3: podcast. Mm-hmm. So, so, look, we're at a big future-looking electronics show. Mm-hmm. How do sheets fit into that? Fitted sheets. Nice, Adam. Oh, I didn't realize that. My even... sheets are the very first smart sheets ever, ever, ever. Hmm. They're actually, what they do is they actually learn your body and conform to it. Wow! And the slimmest heating element available can, at the touch of one button on your phone, provide just the amount of warmth the sheet has learned that you like.
0: So, You're making the blanket obsolete. Adam, Mm -hmm.
3: by the time we hit our IPO, you'll have to explain to your kids what a blanket was. (laughs) See, it's all the comfort with less than half the weight. Mm -hmm. It's what we call sleeping it real. And, of course, when you're asleep, your body is in its truest state. So a trove of data about you at rest is a killer way to help your health partners or ours keep you at optimum performance. Oh, wow. Are they comfortable? We're not really competing in the comfort space, Mm. but it just so happens that the same polymer coating that binds the heating element to the fabric makes the fabric surface super smooth. In fact, we had to rough it up a little bit just to keep people from sliding off the sheet. Well, I've looked at some of your social and media stuff, and it's way edgy, too. Thanks. In addition to sleeping it real, Mm -hmm. we're going to have a squadrillion five-second pre-rolls all around the Internet space that just say... It's not the same old sheet. Wow. You know, sometimes I dread the future. But Natalie, you and Corey have made me eager for a self-groomed and better sheeted tomorrow. And <laughs> I can't believe
0: I said that. Uh, but they're folding up the chair. So until next time, there's Anna Adam Buchhold saying, you can't spell entrepreneur without you. Peace out. This year, marked a sort of turning point or a couple of turning points in America's longest war, the war in Afghanistan. Uh, Earlier in the year, the administration announced there was going to be a, well, not the administration, the guy at the top of it, announced there was going to be a pullback of American troops from Afghanistan uh, because we were told pretty much at the same time that the Taliban and the United States special representative who were meeting together in Doha over uh, many months, uh, Zalmay Khalilzad, uh, were reaching some kind of an agreement. And then later in the year, we learned that maybe we should ignore what we were told earlier in the year. From From Afghanistan Public Radio, watch for our move into podcasting as soon as we've mastered radio. From the abandoned American
1: television truck in downtown Kabul, the city that makes its own gravy, I'm Mahmoud. And I'm Khabib. We are Ham and Mum, the no longer corrupt brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the newest edition of Karzai I Talk.
2: Well, my dear younger brother,
1: mm. it's a
0: new year, except for our Chinese brothers. Yes. And maybe something new for
5: our beleaguered nation.
1: Uh. From your mouth to our engineer's ear, my younger brother. <laughs> we have had in this country a monarchy, a shaky democracy, mm-hmm. two dozen kinds of dictatorship, and me. Well, we could always try honesty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tried it. The Americans made me try it. It almost got me killed. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. <laughs> when the warlords like honesty, we'll have some of that. <laughs> Hello, you're on cars I talk.
5: H- Hello, this is Alme, a long-time behind-the-scenes peace negotiator. First time caller. Zalmay, I
1: remember
0: you when you worked for the Bush administration. Mm -hmm. How's that Celica I sold you? Oh,
5: I sold it. Uh, It's now a police car here
0: in uh, Kabul. A police car? Yes. That thing couldn't go faster than forty when it was brand new.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I guess they're chasing very poor crooks. (laughs) (laughs) Or very slow ones. (laughs) So, Zalmay, you have been talking to our Taliban friends Mm -hmm. and... You've reached uh, some kind of turning point.
5: Well, I would more accurately say that we've reached a way station on the road to a turning point.
1: Hmm, Maybe even a rest stop on the road to the way station.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Actually, I think we're closer to making progress than we have been in some time.
1: This is what I don't understand, Salme. The Taliban control more and more territory. Mm -hmm. President Trump has said he wants to take the American troops home. Mm -hmm. Why would the Taliban want to make nice now?
5: Oh, they're not making nice, as a matter of fact. They go out of their way to spill their tea on our papers every time we get together. (laughs) We assess that it's their way of saying that they won't be pushovers.
0: Maybe it's just
1: their way of saying
5: they don't like tea.
1: (laughs) 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 So you have an agreement of some sort?
5: Uh, We have agreed on a draft which uh, could lead to a framework. Uh, And that, in turn, uh, with goodwill from their side, uh, could result in an arrangement. Uh, You could at least see an agreement from there. Hmm. That sounds like it could take longer than paying off the loan on one of my Toyotas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I'm out from under mine. Oh,
1: sure. He gave you the diplomatic discount.
5: (laughs) (laughs) The framework, if we can get it, uh, would uh, find the Taliban agreeing not to let IS or al-Qaeda back into the country, which mm-hmm. we think would be a big step forward mm-hmm. in our being able to, in a sense, uh, step backwards. <laughs> yeah, let the Afghan forces do more of the heavy lifting that they're already doing.
2: Uh, that won't be
0: easy. Really? No, they're already taking a lot of the American equipment home with them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a lot of lifting. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's take another one before the truck runs out of juice. Hello. <laughs> You're on cars I talk.
2: Uh, hello, this is Mitch, a longtime Senate Republican leader a first-time caller.
0: Mitch, it's an honor to have on our program someone who talks slower than my brother
1: thinks. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch, as I understand it, Mm -hmm. you uh, are a supporter of your president, but not of his plan to withdraw American forces from our country. Sounds
0: a lot like your old supporters.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think very highly of our president's accomplishments regarding his domestic agenda. Mm -hmm. We've lowered taxes on the Hard-working Americans who've given the most to their country in the form of contributions to us, and we've unleashed the creation of a lot of new jobs, whether they be uh, blue-collar, or white-collar, or maybe even no-collar. Uh,
0: Mr.
1: Leader, mm-hmm. what uh, no-collar? What kind of jobs would those be? They would be automated computers don't wear shirts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually they very well could be automated. Mm. Uh, When you take the fetters off the great economic engine of the free market, there's no way of knowing who it might run over down the line. But
1: uh, But, but you you, you do disagree with your president's foreign policy, at least as it applies to our country?
2: Well, I do, Mm. and I'll tell you why. Mm. We have invested so much American blood and treasure in your country, that it would just be a doggone shame if we stopped uh, d- before we got to the finish line. We've, we've never been closer than we are right now. But in fairness, you've never been farther away either. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you this, Mahmood. Mm-hmm. if the Taliban think they have more patience than we do, then I think they vastly underestimate America's ability to let its allies continue to take the brunt of the punishment, and they do that at their peril. Uh,
1: Mr. Leader, I guess you don't have a question for us, so I'll break format and ask you one. All right. Your president doesn't usually react very well to disagreement by a member of his own team. (laughs) What did he say to you privately about your motion in the Senate? Uh,
2: The president, as you point out, never hesitates to make his position on an issue clear for however long he may hold that position. But he also understands that my motion was in the spirit of the strong Republican tradition of John McCain and Lindsey Graham and many others, and he's perfectly willing to let us blow off some steam in this particular manner.
0: Meaning he pays no attention
1: to what you say.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I can't tell you this. Mm. I'm reliably told by people in the White House that he certainly does pay full attention whenever I'm on television.
1: (laughs) That would be good enough for me. Thanks for the call. (laughs) We had help today from our friends at the Afghanistan Lottery, reminding you... None of our numbers is lucky. Legal <laughs> services for Cars I Talk from the law firm of Ketchum and Newcomb. I'm Mahmoud. And I'm Hamid. Join us next time we preempt a rerun of ourselves for a new edition of Cars I Talk. This is APR, Afghanistan Public Radio.
0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, the apologies of the week.
4: We're so sorry.
0: No, they're not the best apologies of the year. These are. Fresh apologies from this week. The San Francisco 49ers have suspended radio analyst Tim Ryan for one game for saying Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson was adept at carrying out fakes because of his, quote, dark skin color with a dark football, unquote. Ryan made the remarks in an interview on the 49ers radio station while describing Jackson's ability to fake handoffs. He's really good at that fake, Lamar Jackson, but when you consider his dark skin color with the dark football with a dark uniform, you could not see that thing. I mean, you literally could not see when he was in and out of the mesh point. Ryan, a former Chicago Bear, issued a statement of apology through the team a couple days later. Quote, I regret my choice of words in trying to describe the conditions of the game. Lamar Jackson is an MVP caliber player and I respect him greatly. I want to sincerely apologize to him and anyone else I offended. The 49ers said in a statement they were disappointed in Ryan and he wouldn't broadcast the next Niners game in New Orleans. The 49ers called the Ravens. They said to extend our apologies and assured them the matter is not being taken lightly or darkly. No, they didn't add that. Crown, uh, oh, uh, this week's apology about Jeffrey Epstein has just come in. Crown Princess Mete Marit of Norway not being interviewed on television, says she regrets her ties to Epstein. Quote, I never would have had anything to do with him if I had been aware of the seriousness of his criminal acts, said the crown princess, who apparently reads no newspapers and watches no television. Quote, I should have examined Epstein's past more closely, and I regret I did not do so. She also expressed her deepest sympathy and solidarity to the victims. The princess met socially with the late financier several times from 2011 to 2013. One of the meetings took place at Mr. Epstein's home. The crown princess also had a brief meeting with him while he was in Oslo. There were other people present in all the meetings, according to the head of communications at the palace. In 2013, the crown princess chose to conclude... Her association with Epstein said her spokesperson partly because she felt he attempted to trade on the relationship for his own gain in other relations, like meeting Prince Andrew. Dateline, California bankrupt power producer PG&E did not properly inspect and replace transmission lines before a faulty wire sparked a wildfire that killed more than 80 people last year. That's according to a probe by a state regulator. The transmission line was identified as the cause of the camp fire last year. It's not a campfire. It was the camp fire. It virtually incinerated the northern California town of Paradise, the state's most lethal blaze. PG&E failed to, PG&E failed to maintain an effective inspection and maintenance program to identify incorrect hazardous conditions on the transmission lines, said the report by the Public Utilities Commission. Probe concluded PG&E's inspection shortcomings were part of a pattern of inadequate execution of those tasks. PG&E apologized the role of its equipment in the fire and apologized. We remain deeply sorry about the role our equipment had in this tragedy. We apologize to all those impacted by the devastating fire, the company told Reuters. It filed for bankruptcy, signing potential civil liabilities of more than $30 billion from wildfires linked to its gear. Milwaukee Bucks guard Pat Connaughton has issued an apology on social media after he posted a message to the service that I've never heard of before, Cameo, that included anti-police sentiment. Connaughton recorded the message for a customer named Team for Blue Line in a post that's now been deleted. That service Cameo allows fans to purchase personalized video greetings from high-profile personalities. Hey, Ted including many athletes with Wisconsin ties or who at least wear them. The brief video messages are also made public on the cameo website. Hey, thin blue line, have a great holiday season. Connaughton said in his message, we only back you when you come to the Phi serve. That's the arena where the, his team plays. We don't take much overall pride in the blue. Remember Brad? Yeah, it was us. Have a blessed holiday. Once again, sincerely the team unquote, you see athletes are given a script written by the customer and they read him. Cameo, uh, sorry, Condon pointed that out in his apology. I am very sorry for the Cameo video I taped the other day. He said, I've always supported the police 100%. I have several relatives who are police officers. I'm grateful to all the officers who protect us every day based on how the app works. The stripped script I read was provided to me by a Cameo customer. I recorded the message without doing my due diligence to find out what it meant. I should have first researched what I was being asked to read. I deeply apologized. Unquote. The only other thing to say about this is that Condon's video greetings, he's a professional basketball player, ladies and gentlemen. His price for a personalized video greeting, 75 bucks. Well, that's not enough, I guess, to pay you due, due diligence. The International Skating Union apologized this week for erroneously nominating an offensive outfit The costume was worn by Russian figure skater Anton Shulipov uh, nominating it for an award. Shulipov was wearing an ensemble associated with the Holocaust. Here we go again. Figure skating's governing body publicly addressed the error nomination following social media outcry. His um, outfit was worn at the Grand Prix of figure skating in Sapporo. The theme from Schindler's List played in the background. The outfit combined elements from uniforms won by those in concentration camps and included a yellow Star of David over a striped pattern. He was nominated for Best Costume before the International Skating Union said the nomination was actually meant for his short program, in which he wore a dark shirt that opened to reveal a red shirt over black pants. The International Skating Union regrets that by error the wrong costume has been presented for voting, they said in a tweet. This error has been corrected. The ISU sincerely apologizes for the mistake and the bad sentiments it's caused. Skating is no place for bad sentiments. Elon Musk was in federal court this week, found not guilty of libel for calling Vern Unsworth, pedo guy. Unsworth had criticized Musk's offer to provide a special submarine for the rescuing of the uh, Thai soccer team and their coach from a uh, cave. Musk had responded in a tweet calling Unsworth, pedo guy, referring to him in emails as a child rapist. In court this week, Musk said he was only using figurative speech after Unsworth insulted him, calling his comments unprovoked, wrong, and insulting. I apologize to Mr. Unsworth, Musk told the jury hearing the case, and they found him not guilty as a result. So that was an effective apology. Princess Cruises issued an apology for its cultural insensitivity after photos of non-native workers dressed in Maori garb surfaced in social media. Maori are the indigenous people of New Zealand. A Facebook user identified as Steve the Maori Maori called attention to the situation in a post featuring photos of people in what appeared to be an attempt to mimic Maori dress and makeup at a Princess Cruise tent in the port of Tauranga. We took immediate steps to address this sensitive situation, said a spokesperson for Princess Cruises. After being made aware of the situation, the team's management team took action to withdraw the crew members from the area to prevent a further possibility of cultural insensitivity. We give a complete assurance that no offense was ever intended. We apologize unreservedly for what has happened. Wow. They really want your your cruise money. And MSNBC host Joy Reid issued an on-air apology and correction moments after her program mistakenly aired a photo of a notorious white supremacist during a segment on the recently fired Navy secretary. I want to make a quick correction, a pretty big correction, she said. Earlier, as we were talking about former Navy secretary Richard Spencer, we mistakenly showed the wrong image of white supremacist Richard Spencer. Very deeply sorry for that mistake, unquote. The Apologies of the Week, ladies and gentlemen. A copyrighted feature of...
4: Drilling in the year.
1: 2019,
0: the year in rebuke. Like so many things that happened in the year of Major Look, you, like I, have probably forgotten that the year started with a shutdown of the federal government uh, At during which the Clemson football team, which had won something don't remember that either, uh, was feted with a White House visit. It wasn't feted in the White House, but they were, you you know what I mean. And uh, the news was, given the shutdown, they didn't get the usual elegantly catered meal. They got, as uh, President Trump (laughs) variously described it at different points during his press statements, 300 or 500 hamburgers Hamburgers
5: Clemson wins their football thing. Then they run out of luck.
3: They're invited to the White House. Shut down
0: thanks to Nancy and Chuck. We could have just served them water, like they're in some 2-bit lounge.
3: I said, we gotta feed them, let's see what we can scrounge. So we ordered up 300 hamburgers, many, many fries. Two
5: dozen hot dogs, about twenty pizza pies. Take it from me, these are big guys. I once tried to own a team. After a day in
0: D.C., they're starving. These kids were out of steam.
5: But one reason Americans love me. Is I eat their kind of food So we serve the guys The basics Nothing grilled or stewed
0: That's why we ordered
3: 500 hamburgers And so many beautiful fries
0: For these kids from a redneck college What
5: a terrific surprise They devoured
0: everything on the table. Hungry like the homeless in tents, we had hoped for a ton of leftovers that our waiters could barter for rents. Who knew where Clemson was anyway till Lindsay told me it was in his state. But these kids, they ended up loving me. They said the food was top rate, almost as good as Trump steaks. So wasn't
3: it 1,500 hamburgers, 1,000 pizza pies? Are you going to believe your favorite president or your lion eyes?
0: This week, for the first time, winning looks a lot like losing. And for the businessman turned chief executive, nothing makes a long plane trip home from Asia seem longer than bad in-flight entertainment. Mike. Yes, sir. Sorry I was sleeping when you buzzed. Yeah. You didn't actually answer until I hit the electroshock button. <laughs> Deep sleeper, sir. How can I help? Help? Only wish someone could help. You can't help. But watch this. Look at this little Long Island pisher. Mm-hmm. Mr. Trump is a liar, a con man, and a mobster. Yes, sir. I, I saw Mr. Cohen's statement.
3: He says mobster like it's a bad thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair interpretation.
3: Look, I know we got
0: nothing from that fat show with the $2 haircut in North Korea. Well, he he did offer to shut down one warhead fabrication facility. <laughs> That's like me offering to shut down one campus of Trump University. Uh, I think we made the best of the situation by walking out before he did. Listen, Mike, in case you haven't noticed one inedible rule of this life, nobody walks out on Trump. <laughs> I wouldn't think it's trying. Good. Now, here's your new task. Mm-hmm. Kim still likes me, right? Oh, I think you two retain a, a remarkable chemistry. Yeah, it's like we're starring in a buddy cop movie with no crime, right? I think that's a fair interpretation. Okay. Now, his foreign minister guy came out and disagreed with our statement about why we walked. Mm -hmm. Made us look like liars or something. Yes, we suggested that they not do that. Great, great. So they owe us one. Mm. So
3: here's your task. Mm -hmm. Get on the phone to Chairman Kim. We'll
0: probably have to wait till we land. Security doesn't want Kim to have this number. Fine, whenever. Soon whenever,
3: but, but here's the deal. Get Kim to issue a new statement.
0: Well, I I don't think he's going to walk back the words of his own foreign minister.
3: Forget about that. We want him to put out a strong statement, the kind he's terrific at, that says, no holds barred, Michael Cohen's a liar, Mm -hmm. and specifically Mm -hmm.
0: that Kim has seen my grades in college and they're incredible. Can you do it? Well, sir, I think we can draft something brief and Relatively to the point that uh, we can ask him to sign off on, uh, whether he does or not... He's up to you. Right? That's a fair interpretation. Kellyanne, you're looking hot
3: today. Thank you, sir. Your tie is looking even longer than usual. Hey, thanks. I was trying something. So, how's that no good husband of yours? thinks bashing Trump is good for his law business. <laughs> Sir, I remember telling you a couple of times before this that we've got an agent for a James Carville, Mary Madeline kind of deal after 2020. He's got to do that. It's his... His shtick. <sighs> I get it. I don't have to like it, but I get shtick. Teddy Roosevelt got shtick. So, like, darling, mm-hmm. your whole team, the whole communication thing... Is not cooking on all cylinders. I think considering the crossfire we got this week, our messaging got out there pretty darn well. If Anke doesn't want to do Colbert. Don Jr. grew that horrible beard. Now I, even I don't trust him. Eric, I don't know what's with him. But look, Bill Shine can take care of all that once he decides
0: he still works for me. You, I've got a very special task for this week.
3: Very sensitive. Very, you might say... Delicate? I can do delicate. Okay, here's a story. I'm getting killed on the security clearance for Jared. The security hawks don't like it. The good government types don't like it. The people who don't like the Jews don't like it. I get it. Some fine people. And you know, he said he wanted it. I got it for him. Now I'm taking heat for it. Where's he? I mean that literally. I don't know where the hell he is. According to my phone, he's somewhere in the Middle East. I know where he is. He's at some bank trying to raise money to save that ugly Fifth Avenue building of his from going down the Tubes. Have you seen that thing? You wouldn't put something that looks like that in Orlando, never mind Fifth freaking Avenue. Sir, my office says they can get him on the line for you. No. I don't want to do this. This is... It's family. It's... It's, it's, it's business. It's... It's family business. Got to be done by an outsider who's still inside enough to be on the team. That's you. Here's the deal. You gotta ask him to give back his security clearance. You know, I'm just brainstorming this as we speak, thinking this just might possibly be something for the security people. Kellyanne, use your beautiful noggin for once. If I wanted it handle by the security people in the first place, that's what I would have done. Delicate stuff like this is not for them. So... Can you do it? He's gonna take this as um negative thing coming from me. Doesn't have to be forever. This stuff runs its course, boils itself over. He can have his precious security clearance back. I mean, if it's such a big deal, he would've gotten his piece of crap building rescued by now. <laughs> so, you'll uh, what do the kids say? Crush this task? This'll get out. No way if Keeping it quiet. Quiet, Schmeid. We just need to be able to say this is a fake story again. My husband will write three columns bashing me for it. So? I'll do it. It's good for the shtick.
1: New team, new tasks, same mission.
3: We're going to make security clearances great
5: again.
1: Now, the world is his boardroom. The President is. This week, it always goes off script.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're probably familiar with the fact that uh, this week a report came out that uh, Uber acknowledged 3,000 incidents of sexual assault in just this year. Not, not anywhere, but in uh, Uber rides, uh, as well as nine murders and um, almost 60 people killed in accidents. But overseas, where I just was, In London, Uber got stripped last week of its license to operate in London. Authorities found that more than 14,000 trips were taken with drivers who had faked their identity on the Uber app. You weren't being driven by who you thought you were. Transport for London announced the decision not to renew the ride-hailing company's license at the end of a two-month probationary extension that was granted two months ago Uber was then told it needed to address issues with security checks on drivers, insurance and safety, failed to satisfy London's transport authorities on all three counts in all two months. It said it identified, said the regulator, a pattern of failures by Uber, including several breaches that placed passengers and their safety at risk. Despite addressing some of these issues, Transport, transport for London does not have confidence that similar issues will not occur in the future. The company is not fit and proper at this time. The agency first rejected Uber's license renewal two years ago, September. The company eventually persuaded judges to award it a 15-month license to continue. Uber has since made positive improvements. According to the regulator, regulator reg- reservations remain, including a change to systems that allowed unauthorized drivers to upload their photos to other drivers' accounts. Among the 43 fraudulent drivers discovered were some whose licenses had been revoked, one driver who had been cautioned for distributing indecent images of children. Uber said it first notified the regulator about the issue in May of this year, had since implemented technical fixes to resolve it. The firm also plans to bring in facial recognition technology. That'll do her. News from outside the bubble, ladies and gentlemen, a copyrighted feature of this broadcast.
3: TV goes there. Is it too real or just too
0: soon? Got to the Inside Extra Access tonight for the middle of May 2019.
3: Hi, everybody. I'm Mike DeVere Barroso, happily remarried. And I'm Pat Mungo. It's complicated. For more than two decades now, we've had
0: reality TV in our lives. Amazing. And producers are constantly looking for the next big, seemingly real thing.
3: Semi-scripted, so-called docu-soaps still
0: fill up many cable schedules. But competition shows get the big audience numbers, the kind we wish we had. Hmm. Longtime British TV producer Justin Mulville has come to Hollywood with what he thinks is the next step. But is it a step forward? Or sideways?
1: Between the Love Island incidents and uh, what's just happened in the daytime show, it uh, just became obvious that uh, edgy, controversial, incredibly watchable television no longer had a home in the UK or in Europe, for that matter. Fortunately, it still does in the US. So, Hollywood,
0: I'm here. Dustin came to me with a a bag full of concepts, but... uh, one just knocked it out of the park Before it even came up to the plate
3: Executive producer Andy Shiflow, head of production at MGL Studios More
0: people watch the World Series Than regular season baseball Ditto with football and the Super Bowl Why? Because the stakes are higher And what I told Andy And I know it seems obvious But that's why it's true No stakes are higher than life or death He said that It just blew the roof off and did pretty much the same with uh, what was above the roof.
1: The concept is deceptively simple. People come on the show asking one simple question. Should they continue to experience their present status on the life-death continuum? Of course the show's title sums up the concept a bit more briskly. So you think you should live. The studio audience is there with live so there's online feedback. The contestants do some tasks,
0: answer some questions and then there's voting because everybody loves voting as long as politicians aren't involved audience voting on whether a contestant lives or dies it sure does sound edgy but is it over the edge
3: or just at the edge dr sylvia brinkerhoff is psychological consultant to the project as well as an investor in the production obviously we're turning on some new and quite delicate ground here as well as some thin and delicate ice so we are preparing to take great care in preparing our guests for their experience as well as offering them up to two hours of after show counseling for the eventual winner of course that's a term of art
0: we asked dr brinkerhoff what kind of counseling she and her staff would be providing but we didn't understand or answer. Meanwhile, Andy Shiftlow did answer a lingering question of mine. First thing I did after Justin uh, flew back to London to pack up uh, was reach out to the people at So You Think You Can Dance. I had a very simple message for them, which boiled down to we both know you can't copyright a show title, but here's a little Don't Bother Us money. They reach out right back, and so, so you think you should live. Is our title, and we're working right now and trying to copyright it. Show creator Justin Mulville has a pretty clear idea of who the potential contestants on the show might and might not be. We'll be reaching out to uh, losing contestants on other reality shows, biggest
1: gainers on the biggest loser, for example. They know the drill. Uh, and then we're doing Facebook ads aimed at uh, recent divorcees and people who've lost a pet in the last month. Who, uh, who we're definitely not targeting is teenagers.
0: That's an absolute no go. Also, I understand Fox is already working on that
1: type of show. So.
0: And, you know, in sharping the concept, uh, networks, cable, streaming, the whole, you should buy the expression, shooting match. First question always came up isn't this illegal? And, of course, we're not assisting in suicide or anything like that. So many ways that's wrong, including the legal in many states. We leave our contestants free to do what they will after the. so you think you should live experience totally up to them, including whether or not they use the two hours of counseling, which is part of their gift package. Actually, it is their gift package.
1: The question came up in a staff meeting. Should we even point our winners so to speak, in the direction of, say, the Netherlands or uh, any of those places which might be of assistance. But that's really up to whether the uh,
0: producers can make a deal with an airline. And, of course, we always emphasize we can't control what this studio or online audience decide, but we think there are going to be a lot of very inspirational endings, you know, donations of new pets, things like that. You tune in every week thinking, could happen. They say an end comes to all things. But a beginning to so you think you should live might come this fall. Stay tuned. That's it for this special edition. But Inside Extra Access tonight comes rocking back tomorrow with our Celebrity Portrait of the Week. We take an extra close-up look at the 19-year-old white hip-hop artist from just outside Nashville, Lil Buck Naked. Till then, I'm Pat Mungo. And I'm Mike DeVere Barroso. Along from Culver City adjacent. Speaking of show business, this about middle of the year. As how, how quickly we forget, uh, there was a, a a tussle of credulity being assigned to um, <laughs> President Trump and one of his accusers, his per- his previous personal attorney, the Rudy Giuliani. Before Rudy Giuliani, Michael Cohen currently ensconced uh, behind bars but uh, now turning on his former boss. Whom to believe? Mike says He told me to lie. Don Don says says, He's lying. He's a liar. With everything at stake, nothing's for sure except World Politics Entertainment's Lie down raw. 2019 Every falsehood Every misstatement Every rock bottom made up pile of crap in your living room or on your phone for just one big payment. You can't believe him. I'm sorry I did. And he owes me money. He's a fraudster. He's a bad lawyer. I can't believe I had him on my payroll for a decade. You won't be the judge, because there is no judge. In the battle of WWE's two championship liars, only one can emerge victorious, or maybe none. A grudge match like no other. Lie Down Raw 2019. Live from the swamp. Coming soon to your brain. I get no money from this. This is all his idea. Ladies and gentlemen, we ain't finished looking back at 2019. A year in rebuke will continue a couple weeks from now. All new show next week. I can't keep up. But that concludes it for this week. Back on the radio, same time, same station next week, on your audio device of choice. Either when you want it or when they shove it at you. Pa- pardon me. Push it towards you. And it would be just like having it pushed towards you if you greeted it. Join with me then. Would well, you already thank you very much? Uh-huh. A typical of show, Shampoo to the San Diego desk for their contributions to today's program. And thanks to Pam Halstead and Thomas Walsh at WWNO New Orleans for help with today's thing. The email address, your chance to get Cars I Talk t shirts, Christmas is so close, and a playlist of the music you sometimes hear here, all at harryshearer.com. And dang if I ain't still on Twitter. At the Harry Shearer. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans, flagship station of the Change is Easy Radio Network. So long from Chicago.